This is Margaret Coleman Frequence with another episode of Diabetic Survival. Okay, I have really been playing around with the whole theme music thing. So, of course, this episode is going to have a new theme as well. So, maybe we should take a poll. Which theme song from which episode do you prefer? So, anyways, go ahead and leave me a comment or something of that nature. Okay, so, uh, let's see. News, I haven't really been paying attention to the news, so, um kind of working on other things, but um, actually, I was actually inspired to do podcast today just because I needed to answer a burning question, and, you know, as a diabetic, I think that it's healthy and it's good to have questions about your diabetes, at least one every day. Now, I've had questions about diabetes, sometimes 10 to 20 in a day, uh, for the past 12 years. So, um, that's one of the reasons why I've been so consumed with anything diabetic or related to diabetes or any new inventions or ways to lower blood sugar, etc. And I'm still learning every day. This is a fascinating disease, by the way. I'm, I'm like so glad I have it. Okay, I'm like the only girl that will actually say that now. And if my limbs ever start falling off, I'm sure that I will be regretting my decision. But... I'm learning new things about this disorder every single day. And every single day that I learn something more, it makes me a warrior. Okay? That's all I gotta say. We're all warriors. We're kind of like the superheroes of diabetes when we have knowledge under our belt um, about our diabetes. And then we listen to other people and we're like, wow, I know so much about diabetes now. It's, it's like a really good feeling. So I would encourage anybody to uh, become a diabetic warrior. Just learn every day. Okay. I guess I'm going to start this off with a challenge. And absolutely out of what I've said. I want you to be a diabetic warrior. Okay. I want you to conquer your diabetes. I want you. This is all I'm going to ask you to do from now until the rest of your life. I just want you. Like if you haven't been doing this. Which. I'm sure some of you have, but we haven't done this. But every day, ask a question about diabetes. Learn something new every day. Or have some information verified. Or just learn something new, okay? Or take something out of your diet. Do something beneficial for yourself every single day that you have diabetes. And then if you want to go on the war path and do like 12 or 20, hey, you know what? Leave a comment. Well, I want to know who the super warrior is, okay? I'm just a warrior. I'm, I'm not anything special. I'm just a diabetic warrior, okay? I'm not a super diabetic warrior. I'll save that title for other people. But I think I do a pretty good job. All right, anyways, on to my story. Now, I actually uh, went online, and I was listening to Dennis Polak, which I found out he had 300 plus episodes out already so it definitely if you're trying to learn more about diabetes or you need to be you you just need to know stories or uh, stuff of that nature what can actually help you I mean it is definitely keto wind but it's some somebody who has been a huge huge factor in my life you know through YouTube 
he knows a little bit about me, but not much. <laughs> so he said hi a couple times, and I've said hi back. Um, but anyways, Dennis Polak and he, his wife Benedicta, they are like they're superstars um, when it comes to diabetes because, uh, well, Dennis Dennis Polak now he has a ministry as well. So and he relates that to you know giving back and I mean like the the information that he actually has is so healing and so beneficial to diabetics that you just have to check them out because it definitely shows uh, that Jesus is working through him as an instrument to um, to to help you. So let God work in your life, people, and let God heal you and uh, let Dennis bring him, what he has found to the table because he's done a lot of research on this and um, he's definitely blessed he's and let let those blessings spill out because you know what your your cups empty you need your cup filled go check out Dennis Pollock and you know he's he's done all this he, he's created this series because it is um, it's almost like a Christian duty. Like like we Christians, we try to benefit benefit mankind in some way um, by actually letting God's light show through. You know, you like let God light the path path forward or whatnot. So we do these these good things because, and we don't care who you are. Just like Jesus doesn't care who you are. I mean, anybody can go to Jesus, right? So, um, because we're actually allowing the light of Christ to go forward. So that's the reason why we actually do it. So, um, Dennis Pollock, he's like, like he's an actual, uh, either a pastor or a minister. I think he's a pastor. So, of a church. So, um, this is just on the side what he does as well as he helps, uh, diabetics. And he, he shows how keto can actually be beneficial. Okay, so, with that being said... I, I've got the same kind of mindset too. So I, I mean, um, just on a lesser degree, I'm just like the diabetic girl that started a podcast, you know, several years ago and just hasn't stopped. I honestly thought, and I, I've said this in a couple episodes, I thought that I was going to have this podcast for a couple weeks. I was going to get bored with it. It's going to die and fizzle out. But because we, because I planned, or I, I should say, because I started on the topic of di- diabetes and stuff. It just opened up more questions, opened up more worms, you know, cans of worms, and next thing you know, I'm fishing. So, <laughs> that's why I'm here. And not to mention uh, that there are, are people who actually listen to my station. So, thank you. I would like to officially thank my audience, because you guys make me great. So, make sure you share this with your other diabetic friends as well, because uh, we're a community and we need to stick together, okay? First and foremost there may be topics in here that you can't use but your diabetic friend could possibly use and we certainly don't need any lost diabetics out there because this world as anybody would say is a, a, a harsh and cruel place and I would actually hope um, they probably do have this where they have podcasts where you know people with different types of disabilities can actually uh, learn about their disorder and learn more about the disorder what they can do about it how people have overcome stress and anxiety caused by their disorder etc but i can go ahead and ramble on about a bunch of different topics right now but i'm going to try to stick to the topic that um actually inspired me to do this podcast so 
Um, and it's actually to answer a question that uh, Dennis Pollock actually had on his podcast. Or just, just because he said something and I just wanted to clarify something as well. And that is, um, now I, I worked in the nursing field a long time ago and I had a particular license where there were certain things that I was trained to do and that's all I was trained to do was what was on my license. And I'm sure that, for instance, you know, as a, a certified nursing assistant slash psych tech, people wondered why when I came into their homes and watched after their loved ones with dementia or psychosis or whatever, why I didn't also do the dishes or vacuum or, um, you know, issue out pills or, you know, do some of the things they thought that I, that I should have done. And there's a reason for that, because in the healthcare field, you're only licensed to do what you are trained to do. You're not licensed to be, for instance, their laundry attendant or their grocery runner or um, some of the other things that, that definitely don't describe what you are. So it sounds a little bit cruel, but at the same time, it also protects the worker. So you throw in, like for instance, uh, they came up with a new title of caregiver. They were just going to get rid of CNAs. They're like, CNA slash type techs. They're like, we don't see any purpose of them. I mean, the only housekeeping they do is change the trash. Well, I'm not a housekeeper, people. I'm there to to check your loved one's vitals. I'm there to check their, um, like their health, how they're doing. I'm there to actually assist with a certain certain function and so my job is not to um, do other things around the home or even house repairs or anything of that nature I mean there has to be a line that's not crossed because um, we're not like super your superhero spouses or something we're actually being paid to perform a certain service which is a reason why when you bring your plumber in there he's not going to do your dishes on top of it unless he's just not licensed or something because they just don't train on that okay so um that's the reason why doctors don't really go too much into the whole nutrition and such because there are in or is in the healthcare field i should say they've actually uh categorized all these different fields so like a nutritionist has to be licensed to actually talk about that just like a doctor like he can actually direct you into the right direction but he cannot do everything that that for instance a endocrinologist can do um which is why uh, it has like you have to you have to be severe and diabetic enough to actually go to an endocrinologist but um it does happen so uh for the most part the general doctor just sticks with the generics of your health care so they're not going to go into specifics with it. They're just there to diagnose and to treat your factors. And hopefully it's the buck stops with them. So um, the same thing with a CNA. If, if a CNA has to go out and now become the respiratory therapist and uh, your LPN and deliver medications and housekeeping and stuff of that nature, that person is no longer, for instance, a CNA slash, slash psych tech. Now, these people are certainly needed in certain circumstances where somebody's hallucinating, 
or they they need um, you know 24 care and you know obviously every 15 minute monitoring which uh, which was what the case that I actually dealt with and then of course you know um, of, of course the care of the patient which consisted of um, um, their needs such as food and or uh, the elimination process which is not fun it's not a fun job okay I was I was actually thinking in today's marketplace if you're looking for a job by the way that is uh, you don't have to worry about somebody taking your place I think a CNA would would absolutely be that type of job because nobody wants to do that job I mean <laughs> definitely uh, God bless mothers because they put up with so much stuff that I mean you have to love that child to put up with what you do um, okay so hopefully that explains why is is I mean you have to be licensed for certain things to perform certain things so you don't want your plumber working on ele your electrical like just like uh, uh, you want your plumber to be licensed to do the plumbing and you want an electrician to be licensed to do electricity obviously you're not going to have them switch or swap spots so the medical field is no different than that and it's limited as to what a person can do and my goodness if you have a CNA who's willing to do your dishes and vacuum and stuff of that nature as well they're golden you better be paying them extra because that's well out of their job description and they are not licensed to do that they're not licensed or bonded by the way so different fields different plays on different things so now holistic doctors are a little bit different and so I, I definitely wanted Dennis Pollock to pay attention to um, another doctor Dr. Eckberg who's actually a chiropractor slash um, holistic doctor triathlon etc he has multiple roles and he's very proud to display all of them and not to mention he's a podcaster because he has his podcasts on YouTube as well or video cast sorry I called it a podcast and I so video cast I mean he's brave enough to actually have his face on on YouTube good for him all right now holistic doctor is kind of cool because um, they can do a whole range of different things so like the chiropractor and uh, then he goes into like he's so knowledgeable this guy I mean he just goes full forward he's like I do everything he's like I call him the everything doctor and he can tell you all about the function of the body and everything of that nature so um, that's the difference people I mean it's kind of like uh, the caregivers of the world so like I've known people like for instance they got they kind of got rid of the scene even though they kind of brought it back and uh, they came out with caregivers because they didn't see the value of the CNA and which is kind of ridiculous I think because CNAs they do so much work and you know when when I actually heard back in uh, this is before the trade the Trade Center was destroyed in New York so this is before 2001 when I heard they were actually mocking CNAs and saying that they were going to get rid of their field, but they weren't sure if they were going to get rid of CNAs or LPNs, I was like, okay, all right, so you don't appreciate the people who are doing the brunt of the work, okay, so you, you will not, w without any problems, 
without hesitation. And I've been sent, I have been sent to facilities where they wanted me to take care of like 126 patients. And if I would have known what the assignment was, I would have rejected it. Okay? No lie. And of course, something when, when something of that magnitude happens, if you're going to leave me with 126 patients and two-thirds of them are incontinent, um, because the job is impossible to do because you have to turn them every two hours, you have to change them, you have to make sure they're dry, make sure they don't have any bed sores, um, you have to dress them in the morning, get ready for breakfast for some reason, and uh, feed them if they're not going to breakfast. and like there's a whole slew, a whole bunch of work that you have to do as a CNA. If you're not going to respect the type of work that I have and actually make it manageable, I'm going to report you to the, to not only the labor board, but the board of nursing. I'm going to Google your business and I will leave a bad review. And I will make sure that administrator gets replaced if, if I have the option to do that because that is some severe neglect of your patients and I've had that happen before and I've had to do that except for the Google review because you know obviously Google wasn't around back then nowadays I don't think that we would be we would put up with for instance our elders our our precious grandparents being tortured in some of these nursing homes now mind you I'm not saying all nursing homes are bad there are some nursing homes that actually do staff appropriately and take care of the needs of the residents but you know what after seeing all the meals back in the 90s I don't have much faith in nursing homes I'll be honest so make sure you check out the facilities where your loved ones are at you know when it comes to staffing needs so there has to be some distinction um, about a person's duties and so you know it's just like when you apply for a job you're signing up for the list that they're actually giving you right I, I absolutely will not work as a caretaker because one, they're paying $10 an hour and my last wage as a CNA slash tech was $30 an hour. So it's, you know, I can get any job for $10 an hour. I can flip burgers at Burger King or I can go work a telemarketing job or even make less, maybe working for Uber or Lyft. You know, I can, I can make my decisions on, on low paying jobs. I'm not going to take care of your of your family members for something where I could actually uh, do less work somewhere else. Okay? Not going to happen. You're not going to get quality care uh, on the cheap unless you're actually taking care of that family member yourself. And if you cannot afford to take care of the, of the staff who's actually taking care of your, your resident, then you, I really need to question you as a, as a human being in general because, you know, that's just wrong. Now, say they don't have a lot of money or whatnot. That's fine. You need to be taking care of your family members. So um, you need to work that out. But don't expect like a CNA to take on that that burden of, of uh, um, that financial neglect because it's not fair to them. So, I mean, you, you got to give a little bit of give and take care too. But caregivers, I've seen caregivers absolutely just destroyed with some of the jobs that they've had to go on and I'm like wow you really like like in the people that they actually do get to become to actually become caregivers they're from out of the states they're from 
other countries because you know they're just trying to get their work visa or whatnot and maybe you can have an arrangement like that go hire somebody from a you know different country who sees opportunity in america to become a caregiver for ten dollars an hour hey take advantage of them because that's what capitalism is right okay so and i do see that a lot too i see the um like the people that they do get to go over there working for like you know the slave wages of ten dollars an hour you know they're taking care of all their nieces they're like they're you know their parent or something they got to deal out medications they now have to clean up after them they have to do the dishes they have to feed them they have to like it's horrible and then then what they'll do to these these poor um, caregivers is they'll stick them in a house with like 10 other patients that they actually have to take care of uh, which is horrible it, it's it's actually taking advantage of the worker that's actually gone in there to actually help these people out so I had actually applied for a caregiver position not knowing what the um, what they were requiring out of them they're like um, yes we're gonna pay you ten dollars an hour but you're gonna have to live here and you're gonna take care of ten residents and you're gonna have to make sure they get their pills you're gonna have to make sure you're their transportation you're gonna have to make sure to feed them you're gonna have to make sure that they don't fall out of bed and you know what you know what you're you're not you're not creating a safe environment okay that's a hazardous environment and like maybe I can catch somebody falling out of bed like somewhere but um, like you're totally disrespecting the whole the whole hospital approach to taking care of the patient it's just that's a fact there are certain rules there's there's like nobody wants to get sued and and uh, I don't know I've never looked up any cases where caregivers actually gotten sued for something like that but um, if something happens they can be sued and destroyed and probably sent back to the country which is the reason why um, they'll put a foreigner in that role so you know in, in essence nobody will get sued so um, kind of funny kind of not so I, I'm beginning to think that the people who take on these roles and I, I mean I see this a lot here in West Virginia too where somebody has mentioned to me why don't you just become a caregiver I mean it pays ten dollars an hour you just sit around and watch people and I'm here thinking you know the like when something goes wrong which something will somebody will turn around and sue you take literally everything you've ever worked hard and, and destroy it I mean at least in the hospitals are smart enough to know this which is the reason why there are so many different branches to healthcare that you can't even imagine so when a doctor actually like like dr. Eckberg or something when he you know he is a um, holistic practitioner he's taking on a huge risk that something may not work out but I'm sure and I'm hoping that he actually has paperwork as well to where if something goes wrong and it could be the stupidest thing that goes wrong and he gets sued or something that um, at least uh, a liability waiver has been signed somewhere so uh, not holding him responsible for that so that's um, what I wanted to say about that so I mean definitely have to look at the legal implications of what you're doing I mean everything there are businesses I have not started because I didn't want to deal with the liability of it or um, 
I think most professionals know this. So it, it's just it's just unfortunate that uh, people take advantage of of people who may be naive to this, such as a caregiver. I think it's very naive to assume that something is not going to go wrong when you're having them do everything, but it's not necessarily an ideal field to go into. Now, I understand there are elderly out there that just do not have the money. They do not have the money to uh, be able to afford to bring in qualified care. But you certainly shouldn't take the livelihood out of your poor caregiver who's getting paid $10 an hour and then something goes wrong, such as, I don't know, they were transporting them to the hospital and they were driving and a car accident happened and managed to uh, cut off your loved one's leg or something. And um, let's say the insurance only paid up to like $30,000, but there was a million dollars worth of damage. Who's going to pay the rest? That poor caregiver? I mean, come on, people. Common sense here. So you could actually uh, pay for further insurance to insure your loved one so that if there is an accident, like maybe use Aflac or something, to where if an accident does happen, they'll give you a lump sum of whatever money you have, but that isn't going to end up costing you in the long run because you you transferred over authority to the CNA, or is that, does that, sorry, not that CNA, but that caregiver, or does that caregiver take responsibility now? So, I mean, come on. I mean, you got to assume that like even if an accident hasn't occurred, that an accident may occur. I mean, the likelihood is probable. So knowing the risk factor, this is the reason why you're having such a hard time finding a caregiver to take care of your elderly, um, aging mother or father, you know? And um, so it might be best for you to assume that role yourself. All right. So anyways, that's it for this episode. Those are my two cents on things. And I do think a lot about things. Some things are more important than others, obviously. Uh, Take care of yourself. And um, again, if you're new by chance and you don't know who Dennis Pollock is, oh my gosh, go ahead and YouTube him. Now, mind you, there's some great doctors on YouTube as well. Dennis Pollock's not a doctor, but he's very practical especially when it comes to diabetes so he can teach you about all the basics what you need to know what you need to do with your diabetes he'll teach you about mike the meter which is kind of like a funny joke that he has with his uh you know patrons who actually visit visit his channel and not to mention he's he's a preacher too so he he preaches out of the good book so certainly if you're christian or you want to learn more about christianity He also has another podcast on that as well. And he's actually quite an interesting guy. Now, um, as Christians, we all have that goal to be lights of, of, um, you know, that, that, that grace that God has given us and that hope and that joy and et cetera. And we, uh, we just want to spread that and be honest and good about what we do. So, and pure of heart. So, um, so there was, there was a, a verse in the Bible that said, By your works you shall know them. And so that's why we, um, certain people try to um, give that out into the community to actually um, draw them to God, which is good, right? That's a good thing. All right, well, so with that being said, 
want to thank you very much for listening to this diabetic girl on diabetic survival. I hope you the best and I hope you have a lovely day today and until next time.